All right. I am sort of set up, sort of not really. Um, I'm going to do this without a script because normally I have something that I say or I use an outline to kind of refer to. Uh, but this time I'm going to go absolutely 100% impromptu with this. I think that um, I got a lot of things to say. I got a lot of things to talk about because it's been a while since I had really done a proper podcast episode. Um, so welcome back. This is episode eight of No Need to Clarify. My name is Matthew. I'm going to get started. Um, no intro music, no dun, 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 you know, like the, the things, <laughs> that's so lame. The things that I typically do or have the music playing in the beginning or the little uh, pizzicato violins at the end. This is strictly going to be me talking. Um, and I, again, I don't have a script. I don't have an outline. I am speaking from the heart. I'm speaking from my head. Um, it may sound like I'm speaking from my ass, but you know what? We're just going to roll with it. So long time no see. This is episode eight. Um, there has been a significant time gap between episode seven and this one. Um, and I'm really excited to record this right now because I'm not in my usual location. Um, I am in my own apartment. And previously, when I was recording all these, I was living at home with my parents and my younger sibling, Jacob. And as much as that was an incredible opportunity to reconnect with them after being an undergrad in California, I think at a certain point in my adult life, I wanted to, you know, be a little bit more independent. Um, so I really wanted to try to see if I can go to law school or grad school in general. And so I applied one cycle. And I think most of you know this, if you really know me, I applied the first cycle. And it turned out that the first cycle that I applied, which was, I believe, the 2020-2021 law school admission cycle, it was arguably and statistically one of the most competitive cycles to apply in. Um, that I didn't know. And there was a lot of things that I had not really been aware of or cognizant of as I was applying and kind of making my way through that. Um, I did get accepted to one school, I'm not going to name the school, but when I, um, accepted the, well, I didn't accept anything actually. Um, I got accepted to a school. The problem actually became that that was the only school that said yes to me. And at that moment, and this was back in February of 2021, and I really didn't feel, I guess, accomplished or I didn't feel like I actually deserved it. I know that I worked really hard to get to where I wanted to go, but it wasn't really the school that I wanted to attend, partially because all the other schools said no. And I didn't want to default myself to one school and say, you know what, fine, let me just go to this place. Let me go to this legal institution and pursue my JD. And I wasn't offered any scholarships. There was no financial aid and anything. And I know that I'm very fortunate to not have to constantly think about those things. But at the same time, I really wanted to find a way to get into a better school with better opportunities, with more, you know, chances, I guess, you know, let me repeat myself, more opportunities to connect with people within the network, outside of the network, uh, people who come straight from a theater degree, such as myself, and go and study law and get a Juris Doctor um, I really wanted to try to be a part of that community, and I tried again. So then here comes, um, when did I apply? I think it was November 2021. And I also took the LSAT again, 
And then I went down a point and I was really disappointed. So whatever my score was, and again, this is all going to be confidential. I'm not going to share any of my statistics, my undergrad GPA or my LSAT score. At the end of the day, I went down a point and that may seem very minuscule for a lot of people, especially people who were pursuing law um, at some point in time. For me, at least, I felt defeated because I was like, oh my God, I allocated so much time and spent so much energy and money just, you know, preparing for this monstrous exam. And then all of a sudden I get my score at 9 a.m. one morning and it went down a point. Like that's just absolutely insane, right? So I dealt with that. I applied anyway because I said, fuck it. I'm just going to kind of do my thing and see if any other options go out there. And I had a little bit of a different... um outcome, if you will, in terms of law school admissions. What ended up happening was I got waitlisted from a lot of good schools. And I was really excited about that because, you know, it wasn't a rejection, but it was still an opportunity to turn those waitlists into an acceptance. So I was like, oh, yes, this is great. I just have to wait it out. And so then those waitlists, and I'm not going to say which schools, they waitlisted me, and then they eventually said no to me. And then one after another, another domino kind of fell, and another school said no, and then another school said no. And then there was one school left, and then, come, then came the summer, right? June, then July. I knew that when June slash July, maybe July 4th weekend, when I knew that that was going to be coming my way, I knew that I had to make a decision. Do I want to hear from a school last minute and then move either across the country, move to a different region, or have to move spontaneously like that? Or do I just say no to this cycle too? So I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And it wasn't until after the law school that I was still waiting on. It wasn't until they started instructions for first year law students that they finally gave me a decision and said, sorry, our fall 2022 entering class has been filled at this time, we have to move away from your application. Obviously, they didn't say move away from my application. I'm kind of just encapsulating it in short term. But that was disappointing, right? But something really cool happened too. So I actually decided, whoa, let me back up. I decided to start applying to jobs. I really wanted to either do one of two things this fall, whether law school was going to work again or not, or I wanted to really get a job that was going to be impactful and not so much in the legal industry, but it can be in higher education. It could be in business. It could be at a nonprofit organization that does a lot of great work. It could be at a political organization, whatever it is. I knew that my scope of opportunities was wide open and I could pursue a lot of different things. And I wanted to not be so narrow minded with it. I knew that there's a lot out there that I can really try out. And then it happened. I got a job. And I'm in that job right now. And I've been in that job for a month now. In at the time that I'm recording this, in two days, which will be this Friday, November 11th, I will have been one month into a new job, one month into my new professional career. And I'm really excited about that. And the reason that I wanted to share that is because there's... <clears throat> I have to put myself together. The reason that this is really meaningful to me is because I have dealt with so much uncertainty in my life. My grandmother on my dad's side of the family had passed away 
in August, early August. And I had finally reconnected with that side of the family. And it really made it worthwhile because my grandmother was somebody that I didn't really talk to often. And there was a part of me that I wish I did talk to her. And I'm really fortunate to have had a phone call with her. And I want to play that voicemail because I missed a phone call one day. And I know that I'm kind of on a tangent right now, about 10 minutes into an episode, but I wanted to share this because, again, this is kind of a life update, and I really want to be as transparent with my life as possible. So I'm sharing something really personal. Um, Actually, instead of sharing the actual voicemail, because I do want to keep that for myself selfishly, I don't want a lot of other people to hear it because (laughs) I don't want to, to be honest, I don't want to cry. But my grandmother, her name was Joni. She called me one day and I wasn't available. So she left a voicemail, but she forgot to hang up to, you know, you're supposed to hang up to end the voicemail. Um, she forgets to hang up and she puts her phone down and I could hear her phone being put down. And she was talking to somebody in her room while she was in hospice and I was just hearing conversations about her shampoos, the kind of the kind of uh, toiletries that she uses and everything. And that could be really silly to talk about. Right. But I want to be perfectly clear about this when I say that even those kinds of things. To my grandmother. Who I wish I had a little bit of a closer relationship with, but I'm fortunate to have had the relationship that I had to begin with. Um, it was a special voicemail to me. It was a five-minute voicemail, and it was only 30 seconds of her talking to me, or at least addressing me, and then she forgets to hang up, and then eventually she hangs up. But it was five minutes of just hearing her talk and hearing her voice. She had a thick Brooklyn accent, um, as, as poetic of language as you can get when she spoke, and It was so special to me, and I'm keeping that forever. And that happened in August. And then a few weeks later, I get get an email from my current employer saying, hey, we would like to schedule an interview with you. And so I do. I do an interview. Two weeks later, I get an offer. And then lo and behold, I moved into a new apartment. That's not too far away from family. And I started a new job in a new city. I'm still able to be with my family, who is about, uh, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes away. And I'm really fortunate. And I feel very grateful right now. Um, And a lot of things have happened this year that I'm really fortunate about. And a lot of blessings and a lot of lessons that I have experienced in my life A certain someone in my life that I had to cut off back in April because I felt very manipulated. Well, let me say that again, manipulated um, and felt like I was constantly putting them first before me. So I decided to cut them off, cut all ties, cut all communication. 
It was one of the greatest decisions I ever made. If you're listening to this and you're the one that I cut off, <laughs> I hope you're doing well. And uh, Godspeed. I don't know what the fuck I wanted to say about that, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I, I've done a lot of things and I felt like I've grown a lot. And I wanted to share this right now. And I, I have grown a lot in terms of maturity, in terms of professionalism, in terms of mitigating different circumstances of which I had to be patient and I had to be compassionate and kind and understanding. It taught me a lot this year, it as in 2022. And it's November 9th, the time that I am speaking to you right now. And I'm just in awe of how much you can learn in 11 months. So I'm going to pivot real quick. And talk about something really funny and something really interesting that I think that you will find very interesting too. Lately, I have been, um, <laughs> this is, so, is going to sound so silly, so just bear with me. I have been seeing certain angel numbers, okay? And I'm not going to share them because, again, it's personal to me. I only shared it with a few people, but my angel numbers were coming out. It was a three-digit combination, three different numbers. And I kept seeing it everywhere. I kept seeing it on my clock. I kept seeing it on my phone. I kept seeing it um, in ads, in um, just random places. I just kept seeing this combination of three different numbers. And it, I, I knew that it was my angel numbers. And if you know me, I'm not really a huge numerology or astrology person. Like I, I'm not really somebody that really looks at that and observes it, observes it, learns it, and understands it. Um, I just kind of, you know, take it for what it is and then move forward with it. I don't really dig too deep, but I thought that it would be fun to entertain it and dig a little bit deeper into it. So then I tell one of my coworkers and she's the sweetest person on the planet. Her name is Nina. Nina, you were the greatest. Um, I was talking to Nina and I was like, so I have a, th I have a, not an issue, but I have a thing that I have to share you. And she's like, okay, sure. Go for it. And I was like, okay, cool. Just bear with me when I say that I keep seeing my angel numbers or I keep seeing some combination that I'm assuming are my angel numbers. And I need your help with exploring a little bit more in terms of what it means and what it entails, right? She's like, all right, fuck it. I'm on it. Let's do this. And I'm like, okay, great. So she gets on it, right? She's on Google and she looks up the combination of the numbers. And it was really interesting because the numbers that were that kept showing up in very random places in my life, kept telling me that it was a time of termination, kind of like an end of a contract. And I thought to myself, okay, that's a really abstract way of putting something that could be as simple as you're moving on to in the next phase of your life. Why can it be as simple as that? And that's exactly what that contract meant. You sign a contract, hypothetically speaking, with your past self, and now it's time to terminate that and start a new phase in your life as you continue to grow. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. My angel numbers were also telling me to start developing closer relationships with my neighbors. And obviously I was thinking to myself, whoa, that's weird because I did just move to a new apartment. There are new neighbors. I am friends with some of my neighbors, but not a lot of them. I think that I could still, you know, connect with a few more. Um, but also neighbors as in like my coworkers and my connections and my network and everything like that. Like those people are my neighbors too, right? So I'm like, okay, interesting. New phase of my life, get to know the neighbors a little bit more. 
I will take that. Let's do this thing. And then I kept saying um, that I need to stop. Basically, I'm just going to kind of put it in words in which I understand it. But it was basically telling me stop thinking and start doing. Start making those plans. Because if you don't start making plans for what you want to accomplish and what you want to achieve, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get what you want. And so I've thought a lot about that. I was like, well, law school was something that I really want to do or a master's in public policy or an MBA or some kind of graduate degree. I knew that I want to go back and get an advanced or professional degree. Don't know what it is right now. It could be law. It could not be law. I have no idea. But I know that I have to do a lot of planning. There's a lot that goes into it, right? So I have to be very cognizant about that. So I'm taking note of that and I'm rolling with it. And I think that at this point in my life, with this angel number combination that I kept seeing, in addition to people that I've lost in my life, the people that I cut off, the new people that I'm being introduced to, there's a reason for all of those things. And I'm not trying to be spiritual. I'm not trying to be a religious. I, I, I'm pretty indifferent with all of that. But what I'm saying is that the universe is kind of telling me something really interesting that I'm still figuring out. It's giving me a lot of, it's giving, it's giving angel numbers. No, but it's giving me a lot of things to think about. But that's the, that's the challenge that the universe, I'm presumably, is thinking that it wants me to do. It wants me to stop thinking and start doing. If I want to go to grad school at some point, I need to do my research. I need to connect with people. I need to do informational interviews, which low-key, haven't told a lot of people, but I have been. That'll be a different conversation another day. Um, but, you know, it's there's some things that I have been doing to kind of advance myself, advance myself in my life. But I think I can do more. I think I could plan more. I could think I could be a little bit more diligent with what I want to do, how I want to do it, and when I want to do it. And so this is to say, as I catch up with you on this, another short episode, but a meaningful one, um, I'm really excited about this because then I'm really motivated to continue this podcast. Even though the timing in which I keep posting things, I know months have gone by so much has happened, so much that I haven't told you, things that I haven't, like, I don't have time right now to tell you all those things. I don't know where to start, too, because it really is, um, there's a lot to unpack, and I don't want to waste your time right now talking about those things. I'd rather have conversations with others and then reveal those personal things in my life to other people. So that, one, you can get the reaction out of them, but two, um, kind of just really understand exactly how other people see my situation or how I see other people's situation. So maybe I'm, you know, ranting right now. Maybe I'm on a tangent and not really making a lot of sense. But what I am trying to say at this moment is that a lot of things have happened for a reason, reasons that I do not agree with, but reasons nonetheless. I am moving forward, not moving on. I am focused. I am energetic. I am excited. I'm also a little scared because I don't know what this future is. 
holding at least, you know, like from a graduate school perspective, when am I going to go? Is it going to be while I'm in my twenties right now? Cause I'm 25 next year. Is it going to be when I'm 25, 26, 27? Am I going to be in my forties? And then deciding to go back to school. I'm fortunate enough to say that it doesn't matter because it's going to be when the time is right and the time will come when it wants to come. Right. But at the end of the day, I have to really think about that. And I'm really excited to share that journey with you. And I'm really excited that you are joining me on this. So this no need to clarify podcast. Yeah, it's, you know, my goal with this podcast is to really shed light on other people's perspectives and other people's stories. But why not tell my own too while I'm at it? So that's all I have to say right now. I'm sure there's a bunch of things that after I stop recording, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, I should have said this thing or that thing. I promise I will eventually talk about it or I will write it down to make sure that it's a topic of discussion at some point in a future episode. But right now I am signing off. I have work things to do. Um, and I'm also going to make dinner <laughs> because it is 6 p.m. in the evening and I have things to do, but I'm Anyway, I'm going to keep going and to keep talking in circles. But at the end of the day, I am fortunate to have you as a listener support me in ways that you will never be able to understand. Your, your, your kindness and your support and your, um, your willingness to listen, literally, in this podcast format, it means the world to me. And whether we have talked a lot or not, whether we have connected either in the past week or in the past five years, you hold a place in my heart and you mean something to me, even if I don't say it. So thank you. Thank you for, you know, everything. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for contributing to, you know, my growth and being a part of my support system, no matter who you are, who you're with or whatever. I love you. I'm excited for this journey. I have a very exciting podcast coming up um, or a podcast episode that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, with that being said, I'm Matthew Gottlieb. This is episode eight of No Need to Clarify. Have a wonderful rest of your morning, day, um, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this um, and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.